Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Eric Aspontang, who's the MD of Anglo Gold Ashanti, an independent global gold mining company with a diverse, high quality portfolio of operations, projects and exploration activities across 10 countries and four continents. And they are the third largest gold producer globally and the largest on the African continent. Um, Apart from Eric being the, the managing director, he's also the president of the Ghana Chamber of Mines. So it'd be interesting to hear, hear more about um, what he does with the uh, chamber, Ghana Chamber of Mines. So it'd be good to obviously get Eric on the, on the podcast to hear about how the gold market is and how mining is uh, developing in Ghana um, and in, uh, I suppose, general African markets. So I'd like to wel- welcome Eric to the podcast. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing well, Rob. Thank you for having me. No worries. I appreciate your time as well. Um, so, yeah, wondered if you could give our audience um, a background um, of your journey. So, from way back, um, probably when you uh, when you graduated, or even before then, um, until uh, sort of until present day. So, so, so the so the audience understands a little bit about your background and how you got into where uh, the position that you are today. Sure, thanks so much. Um, uh, before I get into it, just a quick clarification. Uh, I'm Managing Director for Anglo Gold Ashanti Obwasi Mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, so not the global uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti. So ten, uh, just a quick clarification. Uh, like I said, thanks for having me uh, on your program. Um, I'm a Ghanaian, um, had my um, basic education right through to university level. Uh, in Ghana, I uh, had my first degree in accounting uh, at the University of Ghana. So I started out as an accountant. At that stage, I never uh, had any thought of ever even going into the mining industry at all. So all my aim was was to be a chartered accountant, uh, build some experience, probably end up with one of the uh, big four firms then, uh, and so on. But right after my first degree, um, I moved out to London. Uh, where I spent about four years uh, in the process studying for uh, uh, qualifying as an accountant, Chartered Accountant uh, Association of Chartered Certified uh, Accountants. When I finished uh, and having gone out there and experienced the world a bit, uh, I was ready to come home, to come back home to Ghana and then uh, get some experience under my belt. Uh, whilst I was coming back home or I was thinking about coming back home, I looked at different options or different industries that um, I could join. So um, I was looking at banking, obviously, uh, the chartered accountancy firms, the big four firms, um, and then mining came in in passing. And then um, through uh, uh, an opportunity I had picked up, um, I followed up, even though it wasn't part of my original thinking, uh, I followed up on that opportunity and realized it could be very interesting. Um, you could get down 
uh, roll up your sleeves, get to remote areas and so on. So something just uh, uh, kicked up in my mind to say that this might be a very interesting thing to follow up on. So I followed up on it, uh, rocked up uh, in person right from London to a remote area in Ghana for an interview. Um, and then um, I was given the opportunity. So I thought, let me give this a try for about three years and then I'll move out. Uh, those three years have ended up being about 15 years and, and I haven't regretted it, of course. Uh, but then when I joined the industry, I, I joined with uh, Goldfields, uh, which is headquartered in South Africa. Um, I joined uh, at their mine in Tarqua uh, as a financial accountant. So still in accounting, but with a mining uh, company in the mining industry. I worked my way through um, as a finance professional operating in the mining industry with Gofos, um, moved on to be a management accountant, ended up as a finance manager at the uh, Takwa mine, uh, and then had an opportunity to move out of the country again, still within Gofos uh, to head the finance department of one of Gofield's mine is, mines is in, in Australia, the Agnew mine, as, as it was known then. So I worked with the Agnew mine in Australia, still as a finance manager in the finance profession for about three years. And then I felt like coming back home again, because in my mind, I've always wanted uh, uh, to, to be back home, supporting the development and growth uh, of Ghana, uh, not least the mining industry, in Ghana. So that passion had always been there. Uh, it's at that point that uh, uh, an old boss I had in Goldfields who had moved on to Anglo Gold Ashanti in Ghana uh, tapped me on the shoulder and, and, and asked whether I would be interested in joining uh, him in Ghana, but this time round with Anglo Gold Ashanti. I thought about it, it went back and forth for probably more than a year. And in the end, I made up my mind. And so I, I joined Anglo Gold Ashanti in Ghana, uh, still as a senior finance uh, manager. And so uh, at, at, that was a very critical point for Anglo Gold Ashanti in Ghana. They were going through a restructuring process. And as part of the restructuring, uh, finance uh, professionals always play a key role. So I was thrown into the deep end of that restructuring process. So it made me get to know the other aspects of the business and what needed to be done to turn it around and formed a key part of restructuring. So it's through that process uh, as the mine was going into a limited operation phase as part of the restructuring that I was given the opportunity to become a head of operations uh, for the mine. So moving, first time moving out of pure finance accounting work and moving into the operations. But that didn't come so much as a shock to me uh, because as a management accountant, um, I got to understand the business more and more. I got to learn how to work very closely with the uh, technical team, the operating, operations teams and so on uh, and so forth. So I took that up um, and it found out to be good. Uh, it ignited my interest uh, even some more. Uh, so I worked as the head of operation uh, for some time and still on that trajectory of restructuring the business, we got to a point where we conducted feasibility studies, got approvals and support from the corporate team. And then an opportunity came for me to uh, step up to become the managing director uh, of the business. And, and I took it up and I've been doing that for 
uh, close to five years now. Okay, thanks a lot for obviously sharing your journey. What what do you what do you like about mining then? Obviously, you've been you you come from a obviously a finance background, and as you as you mentioned that you've, you've obviously gone into the industry. What do you like about the mining industry, which may be different to other paths that you could have taken? And obviously, you may have other friends that you studied with that have gone in different directions. Um, and obviously, when you then compare notes. What is it you like about mining? Um, my interest in mining is, is probably because of the very practical nature of how things work in the mining industry. Uh, you really get things done. So uh, you go out there, uh, get closer to the action, you see things moving physically and your contribution is felt. Um, that aspect I like. So uh, not too theoretical all the time, even though it's a factor, uh, but you really get to be practical in, in the things that you do. Uh, and particularly uh, for some of us uh, coming from uh, less developed countries like in Ghana, we see the, the real contribution that mining and difference that mining can make uh, in the lives of communities, and in the development of the country. Um, I genuinely believe that mining, uh, the mining industry, particularly in countries like Ghana, um, is a key lever that if harnessed properly uh, can, can help uh, as, or, or work as a catalyst to drive significant change and development in these countries. And if you have an interest in helping the development of the country, then you want to be in such an industry where it touches on so many other aspects of the economy and if properly managed can make a huge difference. It's very interesting if you go to some of the remote areas and you see the practical ways by which some of these mining companies are helping improve lives in those remote areas. So, so that's something that uh, gets me very interested. Yeah, certainly. Um, so I wanted to give you, I wonder if you can give us a, an overview of Anglo Gold Ashanti. Um, obviously the, the company, but also the operation that you're that you're managing. Sure. No, thanks for that. Um, Anglo Gold Ashanti, as you rightly mentioned, um, it's, it's a global entity that cuts across four continents with with operations all over uh, the place. Uh, in Africa, in particular, we are in several countries, obviously including Ghana, where I am. Um, uh, operations in, in Tanzania, Gata, the Gata mine in Tanzania, Tanzania, in Guinea, and so on and so forth. Until recently, um, we had a very strong presence in South Africa as well. Uh, but just last year, we sold our interest in South Africa. Uh, and so even though we are well represented solidly in Africa, we don't have any operating mines in South Africa at the moment. But the company continues to be headquartered in South Africa. Uh, coming to Ghana, where I am based, uh, the, the company has had a presence in Ghana since 2003 and currently has two mines in Ghana. Uh, the Obuasi mine, where I'm a managing director of, um, as well as the Ijiapri mine, uh, which is in the western side, western region of the country. Uh, the Obuasi mine, even though Anglubo Dashanti came into the picture, through a merger with the then uh, AGC uh, um, in 2003. The mine itself 
you know, Boise has been around since about 1897. So it's been around for a long time and has gone through so many phases uh, to get to where it is now. Since Anglo Gold Ashanti uh, took over the Boise mine, of course, this is a mine with a world-class ore body, uh, significant uh, uh, reserves uh, and so on, and has been operating for a long time and continues to have huge potential into the future. The, the main challenge had been uh, trying to turn that uh, world-class ore body into a, a world-class mine. And that's what we've been striving to do. Uh, we weren't uh, having so much success uh, or making so much success of that before 2014. And that's what led to a decision to restructure the mine. So we went through a restructuring process, uh, uh, suspended operations, went into care and maintenance, uh, conducted a feasibility study, and then got to a point where out of the feasibility study, we got an investment decision, or call it a reinvestment decision uh, into the mine with the support of our key stakeholders, including the government of Ghana, regulators, and so on and so forth. So since, um, let's say, uh, about 2018, we've embarked or we've been embarking on a redevelopment project uh, where we uh, refurbishing infrastructure, building new ones, uh, setting the mine out in a new uh, uh, way that will support mechanized mining and productivity. And we are at the point where uh, hopefully this year we would ramp up um, after the construction and the project phase we would ramp up into a steady state operation. Hopefully uh, in quarter two of this year, we would have finished with the key uh, aspects of the project and we would be in a steady state operation. So that's where we are now uh, uh, as a mine and in terms of our Anglo-Gold Ashanti's presence in Ghana. Yeah, um, I wonder if you can give um, an overview of the, the figures in terms of grades, reserves, um, sort of looking at the output as well, um, and how, how big the, the operation is um, in terms of the amount of people on site. Sure. Um, in terms of our reserves, we sit with reserves in excess of uh, uh, about 7 million ounces in reserves. So that guarantees us a, a very long uh, life of mine and, and resources uh, in excess of 20 million ounces in resources. So a lot of, of opportunities here. Uh, the mine itself before the restructuring uh, was fairly manual in nature in terms of how we conducted uh, our mining. Uh, now that we're coming back, uh, we're using more mechanized means of mining. And so the number of people that whilst before the restructuring sat at about 5,000, including contractors, at steady state as we're coming back, we'll be looking at between 2,000 to 2,500 people employed uh, in steady state. And then once we get up uh, into the, the sort of levels we want to operate, uh, steady state by two or three years down the line, we could be looking at uh, around 400,000 uh, ounces per year or in excess of that, uh, within that range. Uh, so it's a fairly decent uh, operation uh, that has the potential to, 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 to be even more viable, more productive, uh, and to be able to support its stakeholders. Yeah. Um, so how, how is mining in Ghana? Um, and what is the role of mining um, in the development of, of the country? Well, Ghana itself um, has a very long and rich mining history. Um, as I mentioned, uh, even the Obuasi mine where I work, 
uh, has been growing since 1897. So there's a long history of mining in Ghana. Um, and that is reflected in even the mining institutions that we have in Ghana. We have a tertiary level mining institution, the uh, UMAT, uh, University of Mines and Technology, uh, that has been producing uh, uh, top level professionals over the years. Uh, some working in the country, some working outside the country. So very rich mining history. You will notice that uh, most uh, or quite a lot of the international uh, mining companies, global mining names have a presence in Ghana. Uh, of course, Anglo Gold Ashanti is one of them. Uh, we have Goldfields in Ghana, Newmont uh, in Ghana as well. Uh, historically, uh, Ghana, mining in Ghana has contributed uh, significantly to the economy of Ghana and it continues to do so. Uh, there are uh, some industries in Ghana that uh, have become possible uh, or have come into existence through the opportunities that the mining industry uh, presents. So, and, and that contribution to the Ghanaian economy continues to today. Uh, as we speak, the, the, the mining industry is the number one contributor, if not one of the top contributors in terms of fiscal contributions uh, to the economy of Ghana. Uh, when you look at uh, uh, foreign uh, exchange or uh, foreign earnings that come into the country, uh, the mining industry is the leading uh, contributor in terms of foreign, for, foreign uh, returns that comes into foreign exchange returns that come into the country. Uh, recently, we've had the oil industry come up uh, as well, and we've uh, the uh, cocoa industry uh, making significant contributions. But in terms of uh, forest returns that come into the country, you probably add both oil and cocoa, and it still doesn't get to the contribution that the mining industry makes. Uh, if you look at something like employment, for instance, uh, significant numbers, uh, uh, about 11,000 people employed directly in the mining industry. And you haven't yet even considered the spin-offs uh, and the other multiplier effects. Uh, if you bring all that in, then the number is far, far bigger than that. So uh, a key player in the, in, the, in the economy of Ghana. And that is becoming even more uh, uh, obvious. Uh, now that with the COVID-19 crisis, uh, most economies are being hit. In Ghana is being hit as well. Uh, but then the mining industry has held its own, um, partly because uh, uh, resource prices uh, have held up, including gold price, for instance. And that has helped the mining industry continue to make a significant contribution to the economy. Yeah. Um, obviously, as we mentioned, uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti is the third uh, biggest producer of gold. Um, I just wondered what challenges you faced with, uh, with your... With, I mean, you personally and uh, the operation, um, the challenges that you faced in obviously contributing to, to the overall um, production target or that, that makes obviously Anglo Gold Ashanti the third biggest producer. What, what challenges has, has your operation faced and how have you overcome them? I think um, one of the things uh, that uh, is key for us uh, is to ensure that the, uh, we are able to uh, sustain the productivity of the mine in the way we want to do it as at now. So we, we going mechanized, the, taking the mechanized approach uh, to mining. Uh, that means introducing new uh, equipment, uh, technology and stuff like that. 
some of which the skills you would require uh, uh, to operate those sort of equipments and to supervise might not be readily available uh, in country. Um, so you want to ensure you have that readily, ready availability of those skills. Uh, but then also you want to balance that with ensuring that you are giving opportunities to uh, Ghanaians. Uh, and there are Ghanaians out there uh, in the international industry uh, with those sort of skills. So you want to make the effort to attract those skills to come back home. And for those that you can't find, you bring in the best that you can find anywhere in the world. But at the same time, you ensure that you have a robust training and development uh, uh, system in place to bring up and to be able to scale up the Ghanaians is the best, is the, a, a good approach because then you can sustain it into the future. If you constantly have to rely on skills that have to be flown in from outside, then you struggle. Uh, a typical situation is what we, we've experienced with the coronavirus, where there's been travel restrictions. The moment you have these travel restrictions, then if you are bringing in more and more uh, a skilled personnel from outside, it impacts you and your business. So that's one uh, of the key things that, uh, that are, that's on my mind and how we're trying to fix it. But in doing that as well, it helps meet the expectation of our stakeholders uh, because our, our, our host government, the government of Ghana, uh, as well as our local stakeholders are very keen on ensuring that Ghanaians and, and indeed Ghanaian businesses get uh, an opportunity to partake in the value chain of, of the business and to equally benefit from the business. So in scaling up and training and developing uh, Ghanaians in that mechanized mining space, not only are you ensuring that your business runs better and smoothly and probably more cost effectively, but at the same time too, it meets the expectations of, of your stakeholders locally. Yeah, um, we've obviously um, Ghana rich in mining, as you've as you've um, mentioned. Is has your is your operation? Is there expats on your operation, or is your operation fully staffed with Ghanaians? Uh, there are expatriates uh, on our operation. Um, as I mentioned earlier on, we are in a project phase, and probably now only getting out of a project phase where we ramp up and get to yeah. a state of operation. Uh, so in that construction space, you always would need experts from wherever they come from to get the project set up. So that has been a combination of some expatriates and uh, uh, significantly Ghanaians, but some yeah. specialist skills coming from outside the country all over the world as well. And then with the introduction of mechanized mining, there are some specialist skills uh, that we get from outside. But in all these, the, the, the main expatriates uh, numbers have come from the construction project installation side uh, and to a lesser extent uh, on the mining itself where we apply mechanized mining and meet those specialist skills. Uh, but like I mentioned, uh, programs in place to ensure that these skills are being transferred. And probably if there are Ghanaians out there that are skilled, we know they are good, even if they are outside the country, we make an effort to try to, uh, to, try to pick them and then bring them back home to see how they yeah. can also it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, and how does the redevelopment of the mine mean for, for, for uh, local stakeholders and host communities um, in the area of Abasu? Um, 
what impact has that, has that had on the local community? The impact has been tremendous and, it, and it's been very, very obvious for us to see because uh, not too long ago in 2004, 2014, 2015, when we suspended operations and went into care maintenance, um, the local economy in Oguasi in particular, and by extension, the uh, wider economy in Ghana took a hit. But it was very obvious because, like I mentioned, we were employing so many people, probably uh, including contractors, close to 5,000 uh, people around that time. And if you scale back to that significant level to below 1,000 that we required uh, uh, for the care maintenance, then people take the hit. Uh, at the individual level, at the family level, and then at the level of the local economy. So that was very obvious. Um, all the other businesses that uh, benefit from participating in the value chain of the business in the Oboase uh, or Oboase's local economy didn't have that opportunity anymore. Uh, now that we are bouncing back, uh, you should you walk through the streets of Oboase and you can vividly see the change that it has made. Uh, workers actively going in and out of the mine, uh, work, both direct employees uh, and then contractors. Uh, as I mentioned, by the time we get to study state, we would be employing between 2,000 to 2,500 people between ourselves and our main contractors. At the construction phase, we employ probably about 1,000 people, mainly in fixed term capacity. Um, and all these people are earning money that is helping boost the local economy. And then we have the local businesses that are participating in our value chain. Uh, as part of our redevelopment, we've deliberately made the effort to give priority to Ghanaian businesses um, at the local host community level and then at the country level as well. And it's reflected even in our mining contract, the contractor that does our mining. It's a joint venture between a Ghanaian business and the uh, more experienced uh, entity uh, from Australia. Uh, and you look at all the other aspects of our business or the value chain, and you see that effort to ensure that Ghanaian businesses are participating. So that also helps because they are also then able to employ people. The spin-off from that in terms of how they acquire their inputs and so on would all go to help the economy. Uh, these are the direct ones but then you move away from that and then you look at the efforts we are making in terms of our CSI initiatives. Um, so for instance, for every ounce of gold that we produce, we contribute $2 uh, into the coffers uh, of a, a trust fund that is managed by representatives from the various stakeholders at the local community level. And then they sit and decide how best to invest that money. Over and above that, we, we have uh, a social management plan which initiates projects uh, to complement whatever the trust fund is doing. Uh, and so, and that cuts across so many things, uh, education, health, uh, infrastructure uh, development to support the government's efforts, agriculture. Uh, I'm very, very glad that since the redevelopment started uh, as part of this social management plan, We've been able to uh, work with a, one of the key public universities in Ghana to set up a university uh, uh, campus in Oboise. So never was in place, but we now have 
a university campus of the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, which is based in Kumase. We, they have a campus in Obuasi now, training the youth and young people in uh, engineering courses and other uh, allied uh, areas of studies as well. You come to a level below and we've introduced an apprenticeship program where people who have uh, completed secondary school, for instance, that didn't further the education to the tertiary level, go through a process to get some uh, operator skills, skills that can make them employable uh, so that if opportunities crop up in the industry or even in the Okwasi mine itself, they have an opportunity uh, to throw their hearts in for it. So these are just a few of the examples, but it's very clear. I mean, uh, anybody who knows Okwasi well, all it requires is to just drive through the town and you can vividly see the difference that, that it makes. And it's some of these things that inspire uh, or encourage some of us uh, to continue to, to, to work in the industry. Yeah, um, probably goes on uh, nicely onto my next question. And obviously with the success that you've, that you've achieved, um, what lessons could neighboring countries um, within Africa learn from the story and development of, of your site? Um, and Anglo Gold Ashanti, and so they can obviously uh, prosper. So, I mean, what kind of lessons could they follow? I think uh, first and foremost, um, mining has moved on. Uh, mining is developing, uh, just like any other industry in Ghana. So, uh, or not in Ghana, uh, across the globe. The globe. So, um, it's important to keep up with uh, technology, uh, new technology coming up, new ways of doing things, continuous improvement initiatives and so on. Um, I think that's one of the main changes that we're introducing in Obuasi, moving away from more manual ways of doing, the, uh, doing things to a more mechanized way. And then hopefully into the future, we can be looking at automation and so on and so forth. So that's ensuring that you are not left behind in mining methods, technology and so on is very important. But the other aspect too is to ensure that you set the business up or we set the business up such that it's of benefit to all the stakeholders in a way that uh, uh, gives the business enough support from a, a social licensing perspective. So the things that I spoke about, uh, including supporting the local economy uh, through uh, prioritization of local Ghanaians in terms of employment, prioritization of Ghanaian businesses in terms of uh, uh, procurement, um, ensuring that we take these initiatives to complement the uh, effort of government in developing the local economy, uh, cutting across education, infrastructure development, agriculture, health, and so on. Those things are important, not only because we, we, we should move away from thinking it's a favor we're doing our host communities and our host governments. They are not, uh, because they are strong and uh, 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 they are strong stakeholders that you can't ignore. So the moment you take, you prioritize those things and then you are able to through that align the interests, then you have support and the, the businesses get the support that is required to operate in peace in a sustainable way um, and, then, and then be able to run a viable business in, in the long run. I mean, Obuasi's case uh, is a typical one where we, we've had tremendous support from our communities. 
we've had tremendous support uh, from the government, uh, even at the national level. And we have to constantly demonstrate to them that it's not a one-way street uh, and that that support is meant to create something good and that something good is of benefit to all of us as stakeholders. Yeah. Um, I want to just move on. Um, you're obviously the, the president of the Chamber of Mines in Ghana. Um, so I just wanted to wonder if you can give us an overview of that um, and also what your function is and, and purpose of, of, the, uh, of being the president and obviously of, of the, the organisation. Sure. Um, uh, as you rightly mentioned, the, the Chamber of Mines in Ghana is, is a, a body that pulls together um, the mining uh, companies in Ghana, uh, most of them at least. Uh, it doesn't cover only operating mines, uh, even mines in the project phase participate, uh, mine support services participate, mining uh, contractors in the mining industry participate as well. It is quite diverse and our membership has grown significantly over the last few years. It's a, a, a body that operates on consensus, obviously. Um, but then the main thing is to be able to promote the interest uh, and safeguard the interest of the mining industry in Ghana and to ensure that there is alignment within the industry in terms of dealing with our key stakeholders and in particular the government at the national level. Uh, our aim is also to ensure that uh, we complement the effort of government to grow the industry uh, and so on and so forth. So my role as the president is, is to lead that effort. We have a secretariat that works on a full-time basis because uh, obviously I work uh, as a full-time managing director for a company. And so I, my involvement in activities will not be something that is on a day-to-day -day basis. So we have a secretariat headed by a, a CEO who then drives the business of the Ghana Chamber of Mines uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. So we, we advocate uh, for, for, for the industry. Uh, we, it's the mouthpiece of the industry. It's the channel through which challenges that the industry has um, um, is addressed and to be able to get support from government. It's at the same time, the channel through which developmental and support efforts that the industry makes uh, is, is put through uh, to government. So for example, even during this Corona crisis moment, as an industry, we came together and asked ourselves, what can we do to support the effort of government? And we were able to put resources together, pull ideas together, and then was able to support the government in terms of uh, its ability to do testing, um, its ability to be able to support people uh, uh, who had severe symptoms in terms of coronavirus, uh, purchasing ventilators, and so on and so forth. Okay, um, so just want to uh, sort of start concluding now. What's the, the future of Anglo Gold Ashanti? Um, the future over the next, I don't know, medium to um, long term. And also, how do you see mining in Ghana sort of developing? Sure. Um, in, in, for Anglo Gold Ashanti, and in particular for Anglo Gold Ashanti in Ghana, uh, I think the future is bright. The potential is huge. Um, I spoke about the reserves in Oboase for a mine that has been going from since about 1897. 
still going with a, a huge potential in reserves and resources uh, ahead of it. So the, the future is good. Uh, we have to just focus on uh, turning that world-class ore body into a world-class mine. And that's why we are embarking on this redevelopment project. So I'm, I'm very uh, confident in the potential and we just have to keep driving that and, and the future will be huge. And we do that in a way that uh, not only benefits the company in that small way, but it's of benefit to our stakeholders uh, across board uh, as well. Uh, from a Ghana perspective, um, the future is very huge as well, because you look at Ghana and even in West Africa, generally you notice that West, West Africa is becoming uh, a key, a hotspot for mining, uh, for global mining. So it's attracting more and more uh, investments. And even in Ghana, um, gold, if I take gold mining, for instance, uh, it's been on an upward tra trajectory to the extent that Ghana has now surpassed uh, South Africa as the leading gold producer on the continent. So the momentum is high and it, that growth prospect remains there. Um, and I think the role that mining plays in the economy of Ghana will just continue to grow. Uh, one of the uh, prospects that lies ahead for Ghana uh, as we try to take advantage of, of, of this growth is to set ourselves up um, as the hub of mining in West Africa. So whereas in the past, uh, South Africa has been the hub of mining, so to speak, for the whole of Africa, uh, whereby mine support services, a lot of co the consultancies, supplies, and so on, would generally come from South Africa to support the industry across the continent. Ghana can be that uh, to support at least the West Africa sub-region. You go to Guinea, there are mines popping up there. Burkina Faso mines are popping up there. Ivory Coast mines are popping up there, uh, and so on, in Mali, and so on. So Ghana is well-placed, uh, considering the rich history uh, that we have. The beauty of it is that we see the opportunity and uh, both from an industry or Ghana Chamber of Mines perspective, as well as from the perspective of the government, there is an alignment of that common uh, and or that common understanding that we could take advantage of the opportunity now and establish Ghana as a hub of mining. That will then draw in so much benefits beyond just what the mines directly located in Ghana are contributing to, to the Ghanaian economy. Yeah. Well, really appreciate your time, uh, Eric, in uh, providing an overview of Anglo Gold Ashanti, obviously also mining in Ghana. So um, hopefully our audience has got a good uh, understanding of obviously the company and the prospects that Ghana hold within uh, the mining industry. Um, if any of our audience wants to uh, reach out to you, um, how can they go about doing that? And are you on any social media platforms? Yes, uh, thanks, Rob. Um, I am on LinkedIn, uh, mainly uh, at a professional level, and you can reach me through LinkedIn. And it's okay. the same, yeah. Eric Esubontin. Yeah, I want no to worries. thank you so much uh, for giving me this space uh, to share my my views and my experience with your audience. Thank you so much. Yeah, really yeah no worries, and I appreciate that. And um, uh, obviously, being a recruiter, I do focus a lot of attention in Africa. So um, I want to sort of encourage anyone that listens um, that is working in, in Africa 
um, obviously, uh, and the rest of the world. But Africa is a, a focus for me as well. So I really appreciate you taking your time in, in providing uh, the content that you did. And I encourage anyone else listening, if they want to reach out to me um, and do what you've done, Eric, and explain what um, what you what mining what you've been doing in mining and also obviously uh, talking about a particular company out or talking about a, a particular country and how how mining is developing in those in those particular countries so now i really appreciate your time as well so um appreciate anyone that's listening pass pass this uh, episode on to it any other um people within within the industry any of your friends colleagues um who may want to hear the story of eric and also obviously of Anglo Gold Ashanti and mining in Ghana. So I um, appreciate if you can share, share this uh, podcast episode. And if you're watching on the YouTube channel, appreciate if you can like and share below um, so more people can uh, get access to this uh, content. So until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry.